The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of myself and my guests and do not reflect those of the Walt Disney Company or anyone else's employers. And now, an exclusive sneak peek from the creators of the Owl House. Oh, what? You want more? Okay, here's some more. <sighs> the Owl House. New episode next Saturday at 9 on Disney Channel. Bye! Hello and welcome to a special bonus episode of the podcast without a cool acronym, the podcast where we review Disney television animation shows. I'm your host, Chandler Darroshay. Join me on the podcast today via Zoom. We have Ryan O'Reilly. Hey, hey. How's it hanging, who knows? <laughs> and also joining us today, we have Brendan. I'm actually trapped in another dimension right now. Um, I, I don't know how I'm going to get out of here. Seems like it's a pretty common scenario. Yeah. Brand new reality, a particle duality, a new dimensionality, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. That's right. Today we are here to do sort of an off-the-cuff recap. I mean, then again, every episode of this podcast is kind of an off-the-cuff recap, but <laughs> even more so with this episode, I'm barely going to edit it um, just because I want this to go out relatively quickly since i don't know when we're gonna get the proud family episode recorded i'm still trying to work on that <laughs> you wait you you edit your podcast episodes <laughs> a little bit yeah a little bit here and there sometimes the conversation flow is so good that i don't even need to do anything but other times it's like yeah i'm gonna kind of chop this up a little bit so it flows better or sometimes people like will misspeak and i'll have to like glue that together but mm -hmm. i'm yeah. still working for the turning red one <laughs> That just came out. Yeah, it's an epic. It's yeah, like two, two, two hours and forty minutes. It's like, yeah, it's like almost three hours long. It's it's like double the length of the movie practically. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't gotten to that point. The longest episode I've ever done on my podcast I, is an I hour and even, four minutes. I haven't even gone back and listened through to the whole thing because yeah, it's so long. Like, and I spent so long editing it. I'm like, I haven't even been able to actually sit and listen to it. Especially since lately I've been having a carpool, so I don't have control over the radio as much. Um, mm -hmm. So that's been fun. Um, so today we are here to talk about the triumphant return of two of the best damn shows on television right now. Holy crap. Mm. Oh, yeah, they are. These are Disney being full scale Disney. Yeah. But apparently we uh, apparently someone of the network disagrees with that because <laughs> uh, because uh, apparently the Owl House is, uh, quote, not aligning with the brand of Disney Channel mm. anymore, which the I, um, I I don't understand that at all. I mean, if they want to go for more episodic, fine. But like, I, I what is Disney Plus suddenly not an option for these shows? I don't understand that. It's like it's this really weird thing that happened in 2020, where you had like all these decisions happening at once. Like they decided, okay, well, we have this new streaming service and we're going to put all of our serialized shows on here and Disney Channel is going to focus to this new demographic and this new smaller demographic that I think it's like supposed to be uh, like eight to 14 or something like that. Some like really much smaller demo. 
oh, okay, well, they just want like Phineas and Ferb episodic shows. So we're going to have to do a bunch of changes. Okay, the Big Hero 6 show, you're not going to do serialized storylines again. You're going to just do uh, little episodics. And we're actually going to just kill your production halfway through season three. Uh, okay, Amphibia, we're going to cut you two episodes. And then for some reason, somebody just went, you know, actually with the Owl House, you know, I'm not feeling it. Okay. We know there's like some huge thing going on in the internet right now about, I don't know, one of the characters having the crush on the other character, whatever. We're going to ignore that. Let's, let's just cut you uh, in not even have a full season three. You're going to get six episodes, wrap up your show. We're not going to even think about the implications that could be look bad we're not going to think about you know the fact that this could be a really big hit like our next gravity falls nah nah that's not we're not going to think about it here just get your six episodes and get out of here we've got Iger as as uh ceo it's not like he's going to be replaced soon by a absolute uh black hole of charisma yeah oh no uh, totally not <laughs> what, yeah, are you, what are you talking about definitely not you know in the mm-hmm. dimension i'm in right now uh michael eisner is still the ceo and dca hasn't been uh dca doesn't exist i don't think <laughs> it's just they a, parking it back lot? Into a parking lot <laughs> no it's not a parking lot it's actually an it's actually a big gigantic waffle house oh okay that actually Wait. sounds really good yeah that sounds pretty good um it's, that... it's like a 14 story waffle house with the Hell corporate yeah. offices on the roof all right, this is okay. sounding like a really good dimension, man. Who's president in that dimension? Um, Patton Oswald. Okay, all right, all right, all right. I, I don't see any complaints right now. Yeah, and I think Crow is like the vice president. Okay, and keep okay. talking. What does the Owl House exist in this dimension? The Owl House is actually a big show in this dimension. God damn it! It has fourteen seasons. God damn it! Okay, well that's a little too much. Okay. And Stranger right. Things so like never happened. Oh, huh, okay. <laughs> so Halloween Horror Nights doesn't exist. <laughs> uh, or, or, it, or it does, but it only focuses on like hardcore horror. Like they've they've been stuck in tor- uh, they've been stuck on torture porn. They're doing a house for like Saw Twenty right now. Mm. But uh, yeah, they keep having to figure out how to make fake body parts look good when they when they're wiggling around in a death trap for hours on end. Are they doing another Saw House? Really? I don't think so. No, they're not, not doing another Saw House. No, there's not a well. There was a new movie, but it some for some reason Jigsaw like focused on the cop plot, and wouldn't you know it? That was the part of Saw people didn't give a shit about. Why couldn't Saw just be Saw? You know, we're we're going off topic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're really going off topic. But I mean, I guess not that off topic, considering both of these shows kind of have some elements of horror to them oh yeah the owl house like oh my god that's a great transition into what i was talking about in the twitter group chat so re-watching it i was like what the actual like who i'm surprised this even got approved like the first episode has that terrifying like the uh guard in the prison with the 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 elastic ability and like the the squid mouth Yeah, there's, but there's was some pretty terrifying stuff on Gravity Falls. So yeah, that is I'm true. Not, I'm not surprised that you know they were able to get away with this stuff. I mean, of Maybe. course, it, that's not apparently not what the Disney Channel executives initially took 
on bridge with so <laughs> anything alex hirsch is attached to will be terrifying and amazing and you'll yes. love it look at yes. um look at look at inside job he's one of the producers on that and that show is fantastic oh yeah yeah but i heard his netflix the one he actually created is not going forward anymore oh no oh that sucks yeah because oh. they want to just they don't want to approve any more original programming that's so stupid. Netflix? I feel yeah, like they Netflix did, has yeah. a new show debuting every five seconds, and they're yeah, all terrible. No, it's like for they the just animated debuted shows. a show where bakers have to make cake replicas of things and try to fool an incompetent panel of judges. Yeah, for the you know, animated shows, they just want reboots, apparently. Netflix will approve Riverdale for a sixth season that makes them go to a space with Jason X. But I thought, Netflix... that, was, I thought that was like the CW. And also Jason X is actually really fun. <laughs> but Riverdale is not fun. Yeah, you know, Riverdale looks awful. I have no interest in ever watching it. Don't watch it. You just want to get into the episodes? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, they've kind of been doing this thing throughout the series. Um if you're not really caught up on the series, we're kind of going to assume that you are. So, um, major, major spoilers for the entire series, um, thus far. But when we last left Luz in the Owl House, um, she had, um, well, not, well, um, a couple of things that happened recently. First of all, she and Amity are officially dating and yes. they are just the best couple goals. They're adorable. I mm -hmm. love them so much. It's so freaking cute. They're, yeah, they're so, so cute. And I think that's mainly because the writers know how to write those. Like, I feel like a problem recently with depicting LGBTQ characters is they make them very like stereotyped and like a certain way. But this just feels different than any other mm -hmm. projects with LGBTQ characters that I've seen. Yeah, there's it usually so a lot natural. of angst. Yeah. And I guarantee they're probably going to do a tiny bit of angst here and there. But I mean, like, they kind of avoided that in this episode. They, they did. Like they were really going to go did. that route, and then they avoided it completely by just having mm -hmm. having uh, Amity actually communicate with Luz. And like, she doesn't holy invade crap. her privacy. Holy crap, what a concept. She doesn't invade Luz's privacy, and she actually communicates with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and th and that's that's the thing. I, I like I like them depicting a healthy relationship, and oh, yeah. that's that's what's really nice. And it's it kind of like start it stands in stark contrast with something like another Disney Channel um, Disney Channel show. This one is old, um, which was Kim Possible, um, yes. and Kim Possible. They had um, Kim and Ron. They couple up in what was supposed to be the last episode of the show, which uh, to be honest, I really thought was kind of dumb. I didn't, I didn't think they needed to be a couple. Not every boy girl thing they need to be a couple. I think that's kind of redundant and stupid. I remember thinking that that was so dumb that it didn't make any sense for them to be a couple. Yeah, but but the fans wanted it so much that they greenland another season, and the clearly the writers had no idea what to do with this concept of. How do we make Kim and Ron a couple and make it interesting? And it, it only went in like two ways. One, they never like address it. Or two, Ron always makes some dumb decisions, gets Kim infuriated, and for no reason she just 
is fine with it. And that was like the constant thing that they kept doing over and over again. And it's like, this doesn't feel like a real relationship. Whereas losing Amity, this feels like a real relationship. This, you know, and yeah, we're technically still in this like kind of weird honeymoon phase um, because this is like the first real episode where we get to see them as a couple because I think like in Eclipse Lake, she was sick like almost the entire episode. So yeah, you didn't really get that. I still did the the little bit where um, where Luz was trying to sort of text Amity. Yeah. With, uh, mm-hmm. Whatever those little um, yeah, it was like this t- t- Tamagotchi kind it's of. It's like a Tamagotchi, thing. but it's not a Tamagotchi, and it's not a Red Panda Tamagotchi either. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that kind of thing. Um, and um, ha- uh, Hunter, the Golden Guard, is like reading all of this shit into these symbols. And then loses like, no, silly, turn it sideways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's but... just like, aw. No, I just love like the chemistry between all the characters in this. Ida, she, they could have put her as like this, like she's not exactly perfect. But she's just a sweet, like, mom character mm-hmm. that just cares about everyone. She's like, she's kind of like the, uh, she's like the wine ant that you just love. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just... always tipsy, but, but always, you know, really looking out for you and cares I... about you. Mm-hmm. I didn't really yeah. notice it that much in the second season, but in the first season, she would just walk up to King and pick him up. And mm. King would just be visibly distressed for a few <laughs> seconds. Yeah. And then he just gives up. King is mm. just like, he he is just like he's he's simultaneously uh, a a pet and also just the best comedic relief. Mm-hmm. But he's, not he's, the best comedic relief. That's, maybe not. Yeah, that's not Hootie. The best comedic relief pet. <laughs> that before, is Hootie. Speaking Hootie. of Hootie, before we get into oh the my actual God, episode, can we talk about the Hootie skeleton? That's probably the most terrifying oh yeah, frame in f- any episode. <laughs> what I the hell? How, I love how Luz is doing this like vlog to try to show her mom. See, this place is really cool. And then she just pans over to Hootie doing this, this whatever the fuck he's, he's doing. He's like putting his skin on a, a like clothesline? a and a clothesline to wash it. Why like, can he take his it? skin off? Fuck? Why the what? hell can you? Why can Hootie take his skin off? That's I don't my question. No, and how has Luz's never seen this before, too? Yeah, Hootie, which... <laughs> I, I'm a little weirded out by Hootie. He, uh, I think he's hilarious. I love him so much. He, he doesn't understand privacy, like sometimes, because <laughs> he, he'll just barge through windows and be like, Good morning. And it's just like, <laughs> all right, Hootie, you need to stop doing that. Look, look, Hootie made Lumity Cannon. So okay. you can't you can't hate him. Actually, which... <laughs> actually, I, I realized something. I just thought of this. I'm like, so Hootie is like Eddie from Lab Rats, except not a psychopath. Not a complete psychopath, yeah. anyways. And he's actually like a good person, whereas Eddie is like just straight up evil. <laughs> Like, I'm convinced, I'm convinced that if Donald Davenport built, like, Ultron, that the, the world would have just ended right there. Oh, yeah. Mm. That's, that's actually what happened in this dimension, but then Pat Oswald re- resurrected it. Okay, that's... good. All right. <laughs> uh, by the knock-knock knocking on Hootie's door, which was the seventh episode of season two, was uh, it's probably the best episode of the series because it took everybody by surprise. It advanced three plot lines 
uh it like introduces king's powers made him you know question more about his dad uh it gave us harpy ida she now ida can communicate with the albies and she can transform into a harpy and then of course amity and Luz get together there's a song written by matt chapman and the homestar runner which is amazing uh and it's about hootie which is the best character and lilith's in it briefly who's (laughs) been redeemed uh lilith is now a gigantic nerd and uh she now well she lives with uh ida's mom and dad now who we're actually going to meet again on this saturday's episode yeah they're cool i like i like uh i like um I like the parents. They're cool. Mm-hmm. My my favorite joke in is in episode one, actually, where the guard is just like about you think he's about to say something like super dramatic. And then he's just oh. like he just asks Ida out and you're just like, oh, OK. Mm. <laughs> he's just oh. he, he's like one of those Tinder guys that doesn't understand anything. Mm. Oh, my God. It yeah. sounds like Uncle Stan. <laughs> He's yes. the, he is Grunkle. Yeah. <laughs> One Imagine thing I will say, and we kind of we talked about this when we talked about the pilot a while ago, but yeah, I feel like a lot of stuff from that episode just has not really come back. I mean, some of it has, but yeah, I feel like, like a lot of it was kind of just forgotten. Yeah, it's very much like a setup thing. The conformatorium barely comes back at the end of the season one. If you've even our paying attention, that's where the petrification is taking place at the crematorium. But like they really steer away from that pilot um, pretty much mostly. A lot of weird things happen. Like you, instead of entering the owl house through the door, who he opens his mouth, uh, some weird, strange things happen in the owl house that don't happen in the normal show. Uh, It's just kind of that weird pilot sheen. And then the show seems to like naturally evolve from there we, yeah. we got introduced to hexide amity willow gus uh they start building out the world of the boiling isles and of course we get introduced to lilith kiki mora and bellos and all them um the the first season really does feel it, it's it's kind of similar it feels very similar to gravity falls in that season one does have a sort of a looser arc but it's more episodic um but season two is when they're really like cranking things up and right now season two is just on fire it's like because it's very very serialized like you cannot you cannot just watch any of these episodes on their own because each one flows into each other right and uh and you know the the best example of that is they also get to go do these really crazy swings like yesterday's lie where most of the episode takes place in the human realm and it's just a lot of lore it's it's a lot more dramatic uh we have that scene where camilla asks Luz, please do not uh do not leave me again come you know come back please stay here um and what I really, really love in this show right now is that it's not continuing to do with season one. And I love season one, but season two is taking it to another level. Yeah, it truly yeah. is. Mm-hmm. I ha- I am a little like wanting them to in the intro. There's this giant worm thing that hasn't showed up yet. Yeah, it actually shows up briefly in the season finale of season one. You see it yeah. very briefly. 
but there's a there there's a theory that that is going to come up later as like the it, it's something else it, it mm-hmm. has been confirmed that it's a demon yeah that's it, it. that's all we know mm-hmm. about what that thing is mm-hmm. that always and we just should find me... more about demons later that always it's just huge, reminded though. me of um, how they're always trying to escape some monster at the end of the Rick and Morty title sequence. It's a very similar kind yeah. of vibe. Mm-hmm. But but I think this is alluring to something bigger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so do you guys want to discuss uh, the most recent episode, Follies at the Kevin Day Parade? Yeah. yeah, that was the main thing I wanted to discuss yep. here just because um, both Owl House and Amphibia just came back and I... I, I feel like I've you know I'm doing a disservice by not trying to cover these these shows as they're coming out, but it's like I'd have so much catching up to do, and I'm like I'm just gonna do a spoiler mm-hmm. episode as a bonus. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of what we did with Duck Kills too. I'm like I wanted to talk about the finale, so mm-hmm. can I just say I love the name Terra Snapdragon? Oh, that's <laughs> that's a great name. She's like she's like the uh, the poison ivy of. That. Yeah, she was really cool. Yeah, she's voiced by um, Deborah Wilson, who, uh, uh, like, she does an amazing job. I did not. I think she was originally on Mad TV, and I didn't even think uh, that she could be that menacing, but apparently she can. I guess. Yeah. They're voice actors. They they have incredible talent. Mm-hmm. But during the parade scene, my in my brain, I just started playing festival fantasy, and I was like, ah. I, I was like, <laughs> the festival of fantasy. And I was like, hey, look, it's Bob Chapek getting ran over by a parade float. Oh god. Oh no! Somebody help him. <laughs> oh no! Ooh, oh no! Bob. Anyway. Oh no. <laughs> Oh no, Bob Chapek has been crushed. Oh <laughs> no, Bob Chapek has been crushed. Wait, I think we should do that all together on three. Ready? On three, ready? One, two, three. Oh, oh no. no, Bob Chapek has been oh, crushed. Oh no, Bob Chapek has been crushed. <laughs> Oh no, Country Barrel Hall. I love how the yeah. I love how Escape from Vault Disney literally made that joke in their lap. They they did made so many Country Bear references in their Pirates episode, so it's just <laughs> been on my brain to eventually watch it. Oh no, the Black Pearl has been crushed. <laughs> uh, all right. So oh no, the Owl House has been crushed. Oh no, Hootie. Oh, Hootie. <laughs> Not Hootie. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, as we mentioned, loses um, filming this whole vlog, and after a bunch of things go awry, she decides forget this. This isn't this isn't usable. Which mainly like, the hoodie skeleton. Yeah. <laughs> well, the hoodie skeleton, but also like there's a detention pit, and like uh, and, and Basha, yeah, Basha, <laughs> Basha just being Basha. Is ba- wait is Basha a thing in the lake? Uh, Basha is the three-eyed girl. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. who used to be friends with um, Amity. Amity, yeah, but she's a bitch. So yeah, she's a bitch. 
Yeah. What about <laughs> I? I know they. I I haven't seen them recently. The characters that were in the first episode, uh, like the nose girl and the guy who tiny nose eyeballs, they show I, up. Sometimes. Yeah, tiny nose does tiny show, nose up, show up sometimes. That's Dana Terrace and uh, the creator of the Owl House, so she shows up a few yeah. times here and there. Her voice is so unique. Like yeah, I don't right, know if yeah, she's yeah. doing a voice, if that's her actual. Um, from what I I've seen streams where she does the voice uh it's a tiny bit of a voice but it's mostly her yeah mm-hmm. it's i i like how the creators star in their own show yeah well i mean it's not as it's she's only playing a bit part you know yeah. it's ironic because you know alex didn't create the show but he has two He's roles in it <laughs> yeah Alex Hirsch, anytime you say you're making a mythical show with the horror elements, he just spawns in the... He's like, where do, where do I sign up? What, do, what what can I be? No, he just spawns in the voice booth. Like, yeah, he does. He can't, he can't leave. It's He's stuck there. It's a curse. He's stuck there perpetually. I, I don't know if Alex wants to confirm or deny this curse that exists, but... Uh... We'll see. If Alex, Alex, if you're somehow listening to this podcast, confirm. Uh, Alex, if you're listening to this, we'd love to have you on. Uh, you rock. <laughs> that would be insane. Oh my god, yes. Please um, leave my voicemail as Hootie. Thank you. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, so later, um, Luz is sitting outside the school with Gus and Willow, and they're trying to figure out why Emperor Bellows hides behind a mask. Mm-hmm. And that's when Amity shows up. And startles Luz, and that's how Luz drops her phone, which sets into motion that kind of subplot for the episode. And she calls her a sweet potato. Yes, that's so <laughs> yeah. cute. Oh my god. I I remember <laughs> I remember going on Twitter the day this episode dropped. It was, was it was already sweet starting. Potato. Yeah. Sweet potato. The art took, I think the first art I saw took literally like two hours after the episode (laughs) and i love how later in the episode uh luz actually calls her sweet potato you know that's like her nickname now it's they're so cute and it's it's just like why does this show have to like be rushed (laughs) to ending i know it sucks so much i really hope that they they end it well oh they will yeah i'm sure they will but then again dana has said if if i don't know if this has changed you know because certain ceos have been certain assholes about certain bills and certain things have been said but yeah. i think we're, say, we're kind of dancing around that elephant in the room yeah right we're dancing uh, around the elephant in the room just yeah. go to my replies on twitter and you'll see <laughs> but uh dana did say that she if disney wanted if disney wanted they could Greenlight more uh, spinoffs or specials or something. She says that season three is the end of the main story. I don't know exactly what that means. Um, if Luz stays in the human realm or if Luz stays in the Boiling Isles, I prefer she stay in the Boiling Isles because I think that the only thing in the human realm attached to her is her mom. So it'd be kind of an unsatisfying ending, but whatever. But the the point I'm making is is that I. Uh, it, the Owl House was mentioned a lot with these recent controversies. Yeah, it was mentioned a lot, and they Happy. recently, yeah, they recently did a, like a task force. They just made it. They said, "Oh, we're making this task force." You know, you can believe it or you can, you know, it say exists. It's bullshit. I, I, yeah, I thought insiders confirmed that it 
100 percent exists well i know they were yeah. definitely doing like a whole reimagine tomorrow meeting about all this, yeah so but that's all they, a part of that they were they were they're making like one of those uh it's it's basically just like the one for they established during the uh blm riots uh where it's like a it's a co coalition to ensure that they have more inclusive uh material and uh uh, more uh, entertainment that is more inc inclusive, but this is for LGBTQIA. Yeah. And it wouldn't surprise me if Dana Terrace got a phone call and somebody oh, on the yeah, I bet you was like, can we make this right? Uh, because that's a very, very easy play. A I very easy that... play of, hey, we're giving you more Owl House uh, this is a step towards hopefully getting our forgiveness because like I said, I, I don't think that the show was canceled because it was of homophobia. I don't um, think it was either. And I, I don't no. think it was. I, I Disney think, wouldn't have allowed it in the first place. Yeah, I agree. That's I, the thing. If they, yeah. if they weren't going to allow it, they would, they would have, you know, they, right. if they weren't going to allow it. They wouldn't have let it, happen you know someone I, at disney was I'm, like let's dip our toes in this see if I'm it's successful sure, i'm sure they had to fight for it i'm sure no, they, they had did to fight oh, for she, it. she did say she had to fight for it absolutely yes. but the fact is is that i think somebody made a very short-sighted decision and not they didn't like it was COVID times and they weren't thinking about all the ramifications does this look bad yes it looks really really bad guys Everything uh, Disney's done in the last three yeah. weeks looks really, really bad. Mm -hmm. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. It's it's pretty much, you know. Do we know what the executive was yeah. that was the one that was like, oh, I don't, I don't like this show. We're we gonna... we don't know, no. but apparently. Wait a minute. Wait a yeah. minute. I know who it was. It's Artie. It was Artie. Probably. It was totally Artie. Uh, but the thing is, is that I'm 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 damn sure that they weren't thinking about it and that and apparently the decision was done right as season one was airing so the owl house hadn't really reached that peak yet and it's been trending a lot on disney plus here and there it gets really good ratings it was the top show on disney channel this past week um and was even there... though they air them at like nine in the morning yes there you know <laughs> I feel like the same people that are complaining about turning red are the same people that complain about this show. The same people that complained about Amphibia. It, it's the same group that's preventing, like, you have Disney's overall audience. And they have to make sure that, like, Disney wants to be able to successfully reach all those audiences simultaneously. Yeah. Because, of course, they have Marvel, which can do whatever the heck they want. But Disney animation is going to stay in one lane, unfortunately. But I think the recent controversy will make them say, screw that. Let's not care about that anymore. And let's just represent these people right. in our films. And that will offset the money we lose from these disgusting, hateful bigots right. that will claim they don't go to Disney anymore. And then they go Disney. The thing that gets me is trying to please those people. You're gonna get absolutely nowhere because they already they they already believe all the, all the 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 shit fed to them by Fox News anyway. That Disney is like woke and trying to brainwash your kids and whatever. Oh, Maybe yeah. not Fox News, but like 
the the info wars of the world or whatever yeah. else. they they, yeah. they love to share that article that four people were arrested that happened to be disney cast members out of the tens of thousands <laughs> the thousands oh. of cast members that work wait, at Disney World. Wait, you mean World. that wasn't Bob Shapik that was arrested as a part of that? Uh, remember no. when? Remember when the internet said he died? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was trending for like a day. They're like, he's dead. <laughs> I wish. Uh, but I, I oh don't god, think I, was, was I just not on the internet that day? When was yeah, that? it was. Um, I think it was it last Tuesday that it was trending. I think. <laughs> Uh, but it's not only those people it's actually and this is what's incredibly ironic that they don't want to lose money from um overseas and one yeah. of those countries oh right it happens to be russia which mm, funny thing they just pulled out of russia because i don't know something's going on over there. oh yeah so they're, oh, they're not darn. Even receiving, receiving that money anyways anymore disney <laughs> Make the gayest film possible. Screw all the conservatives over, and you'll win. Yeah, honestly, I make just, a film so gay well, that it, the conservatives make the gayest film ever because the Rocky Horror Picture Show already exists, and I don't. But think I thought that was that. controversial. I mean, it is controversial, but it's also probably one of the gayest films ever made. That is true. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. All I'm saying is that Disney missed the chance to make this their next Gravity Falls. This could have been a fucking cash cow and they they just shot themselves in the foot when dana terrace is basically like you guys have insulted me so much that even if you wanted to make a shit ton of merch i'm telling people to buy shit on etsy which she has a great point because um i own like an a hoodie shirt and it's pretty bad and that's official from disney i own a king plush and it's fucking awesome and yeah, i want where did you disney. send me the link I, i'll send I want you the link i'll send you the link plush. after this um but somebody also makes a hoodie throw pillow and it's out of stock but when it comes in oh. stock i'm buying that they so, had an yeah. plush that i wanted to get but it was like 50 dollars. so i'm like yeah no mm, rip and they like apparently uh they're they like they have these shirts at hot topic because hot topic was the only people to go hey this show is pretty popular with our demographic can we have some shirts made and i'm like, wearing yeah, one sure. of those shirts right now surprise the owl house hit it hard with the bisexual goth girls <laughs> right. no really i mean but hot topic is pretty much just the generic pop culture store now like most of yeah. my more recent disney shirts are from them because disney just doesn't really seem to make good merch anymore apparently disney doesn't yeah. care yeah and they're and, a big corporate entity they're just yeah, like well, so, so like, the thing that baffles me most recently as someone who works at the Emporium is I'm like, okay, so we had this movie just come out that has a teenage girl that turns into a fluffy red panda, and we didn't think to make sure we would get the plushies in on time, because uh. I know, like, there's a whole bunch of supply chain fuckery going on right now, but I'm like... Okay, but I know that Target probably has those toys ready yes, to go, and they've had does. them for a while, so yeah, what, what is our excuse? But what's with the recent Disney tie-in plushies sucking and looking like absolute garbage? I don't know, honestly. Like, I mean, at the very least, I will say I think uh, the Luca plushies I have are pretty nice. Yeah. I have the Machiavelli. It's really nice. I have I have Julia and Alberto and Luca, uh, and 
actually pretty cool. Although I wish they had the human versions of Luca and Alberto. They just have the sea monster versions. Of oh, them. really? That's interesting because um, back when our Disney short used to exist, they had the human Luca and Alberto. Oh, okay. Maybe yeah. there was yeah. a Disney store thing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. You know, Disney can make hundreds of dollars off they, of selling they, king plushies. They haven't even bothered trying to get Luca merch back in stock. Apparently, yeah. it's just not worth it to them to get Luca merch back in stock, which is weird because, like, it flew off the shelves when it was there. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they've they been having a hell of a time keeping Encanto stuff in stock. Oh, I'm sure. Um, we did just get the 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 playsets back in stock at the Emporium, but I'm sure that by, like, next week they'll be gone again. They'll just be yeeted out of existence. Chandler, I have to ask, how many times have you heard the joke, hi, I'm looking for a Bruno doll. Oh, I'm sorry, we don't talk about Bruno. Honestly, nobody has actually tried <laughs> making that joke, and I'm disappointed I, now. Oh, fine, I'll, I'll yeah, go I'm to the dis- Magic Kingdom and make that I'm, I'm disappointed now. Good luck getting a reservation, though. Oh, great. <laughs> no, I'll just teleport I can't, there. I can't even go to Magic Kingdom as a guest until fucking May. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, you know, like there's what's with the parks being day. crowded twenty four seven now. Mean, I reservations. I get that oh, yeah. it's spring break, but like, I think part of the problem is by forcing people to commit to days and go, mm-hmm. you actually get more crowded parks than if you that's, just didn't have that's the issue with Disneyland as well. Like uh, because they, like if you just let people, you know, if you just let people come and go as they please, then people will be like. You know, okay, well, we can go to the park for a little bit, then we go back and go to the pool, or we can, you know, have a more leisurely vacation. But I think because yeah. of mm-hmm. the reservations and because of Genie Plus and Lightning Lane, it's go, go, go. You don't have the time to afford stopping. And I think that's, that's a what real they shame. want you to do, yeah. though. They want that's you to spend it money. Them, no. It doesn't make them any additional money to make everyone, you know, run and run around ragged and be more miserable. Yeah. Remember the days when happier guests spend more money. That's like roller coaster tycoon 101. (laughs) You don't build 16 roller coasters at your front entrance and then have a bunch of flat rides in the back. That's not how it works. Well, that's that's what Magic Mountain does, but anyway. Oh, yeah, true. (laughs) I mean, Disney making bad decisions that pisses off people. I don't know. Wow. Honestly, as much as I I know people will be like, oh, we want fast pass back. No, don't have a skip the line service. If you really want to make everyone happy, just have standby lines and have that be it you don't go to a theme park to not wait in line honestly or or do the universal method and make it really really expensive yeah so oh, i'm the sorry but want it will pay for it and but, then everyone else just waits in the standby line and it's fine i never complained about universal yeah. express back when i went to universal because not that many freaking people used it. Use it right so well, maybe it being so cheap it being so cheap is the problem because think, when, yeah, when everyone has lightning lane nobody does i mean yeah pretty much I mm-hmm. feel like if it honestly, I feel like the best method would be to do it more similar to Paris, where just all everything with light, like all of the lightning lanes cost money. You want to skip the line for this? Okay, it's five dollars. That you know, was the that. thing was is remember that people were so mad that that was going to happen. But well, and I think now the only it's thing like is, wait a second, this doesn't work as well. You can't I think really. The only win. thing is that I think that but that's dis Twitter. Their opinion doesn't matter. Yeah, that's true. I think the only thing is that they were saying, oh well, there's a virtual queue instead of. Fast pass. I'm like, but they're the that, what? That doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Like, have standby and have a paid, you know, a paid fast pass alternative. The only thing that year. was good that came out of Genie Plus was the fixed uh, ride disability pass. Oh yeah, thank goodness for that. That oh, was definitely that. a good yeah. thing. Yeah, that's good. 
they they made that a lot better and a lot more user friendly, and I think that's great. But and you know, people can't <laughs> abuse it really anymore. Yeah, people can't <laughs> screw with it anymore. You guys remember the Owl House? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I think we were talking. That would make a really cool trackless dark ride. I was saying that. Yeah. You know, they're gonna retheme the Ferris wheel at Paradise Pier to Hootie. <laughs> I mean, it would make more sense than calling it the Pixar Palaron. It's who Hootie's uh, around, around, owling around, owling around, owling around, owling around, owling around. Uh, but Hootie. I would just like I would just like to tour the Owl House. That's they're gonna, that's, they're gonna, that's all I want. What they're actually gonna do? No, they're gonna reopen the Magic Kingdom train as You're the Hootie Express. Hootie Express. No, they're gonna build the Tunnel of Love. Ah, yes. Is that it gonna be painted like a pride flag inside? It better. Where, oh yeah. Where did where, where did where did Hootie have the resources to build an entire fucking ride in the basement? He's Hootie. <laughs> you don't question it. He's Hootie. He does whatever he wants. I can't wait for Hootie to open a theme park. Hootie Land. Mm, Hootie Land. Yeah. Hootie Land. I can't wait for Hootie to become the CEO of the Walt Disney Company. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hoot, hoot. Hootie oh, says. Hootie says. The castle is going to be repainted pride flag colors. Spaceship Earth will be bisexual flag. Animal Kingdom will be never mind. And the Hollywood Studios gets, just exists. The Owl House gets all the seasons. They're going to retheme Disney's Animal Kingdom to that Hootie Land. And every animal is just going to be Hootie. <laughs> Hootie Land. Uh, so we but... probably should go back to talking about the episode. Yes. Hootie Kingdom. Um... So yeah, basically, um, Amity asks Luz about the portal. Luz kind of um, says that they didn't actually do the portal yet, which obviously is wrong. He's a, um, he's a lie. It's a lie. Um, and basically, um, Luz runs off to um, help Ida with stuff. Yeah, what's really cool about it, um, and it's a detail I uh, somebody pointed out online. Uh, there's a flashback to that episode of Yesterday's Lie, and it's actually different. It's different yeah. animation and different lines and because it loses perspective. So in the actual episode, Camilla says, please, do, if you come back, please stay with me. And Luz remembers it as, please, when you come back, stay here and never go back, go back to, to that, that horrible place. place. Yeah, and so she's misinterpreting it like in an entirely different way to be as... She doesn't, Camilla doesn't want her to stay in the demon realm. Whereas Camilla, she doesn't. I she mean, loves yes, her daughter. She, yeah, she loves her daughter and she wants her daughter to be with her. And, and that's all it's about. And Luz sees it as, but you're, you're making me give up my happiness. Yeah. And so that's why the, the human realm, the, the idea that Luz stays in the human realm forever seems pretty controversial i think like that's like kind of the kind of the edgy bittersweet ending oh she grows up and then she writes a book about the boy Niles. but yeah that's dumb fine okay no, fuck and that. it's like oh come on like so she just gives up all the people she loved and that's it literally yeah uh, there's got to be a better way to end this story mm -hmm. but yeah and i'm sure that that has been thought of and we shall see it in the future yeah i love like how expressive this art style can be i i want to see i want to see 
Um, I want to see whenever um, Luz is finally able to actually go back to the human realm. She takes Amity with her and yeah. introduces Amity to her mom, and her mom is oh, just yeah. like so happy about mm -hmm. that. I'm like, that would just be amazing. Her mom so seems much. like one of those those moms that would go to the LGBT the pride parades and do the mm -hmm. free hugs. Yes, yeah. Aww, that's yeah. that's the kind of mom. Lou, Lou, I think, I think, and no. Edna would do that too. They would just both be there in like mm -hmm. pride shirts. Uh, apparently, she told Ida and King because they're like, "Oh, your mom wouldn't make us, you know, use leave the demon realm." And they're talking about it. And Ida has this great line: "It's like, wait till she sees me, and then I'm gonna turn her into a zombie." Uh, I'll turn on the charm that turns people yeah, into obedient zombies. Zombies, yeah. It's like, oh, so the first part probably wasn't SMP approved, and then they're like, oh, we're gonna have the second line. They're like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I still think my favorite story about SMP is that one that Alex Hirsch told about the spin the bottle thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> Not approved by SNP has been approved by SNP. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but. <laughs> Oh then they god. go that's such a yeah. great fourth wall joke if you know what yes. SP is it's yeah. like oh my god i love that uh but then they go down and they find out that they're starting to set up for the coven day parade the life day parade <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is a real good way just to kiss the emperor's uh stuff you know we gotta, we gotta celebrate the emperor. That's totally not Mike Myers. I wish it. Uh, Mike Myers. I don't know why I said Mike Myers. Why is Mike Myers the emperor? Mike Myers is the emperor no, because no, it was, no, it's John Lithgow. I was gonna make the far, far wayland joke. <laughs> oh, okay, he is surely a far yeah. one. Yes, far <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I, I know this is kind of jumping ahead, but when the Emperor actually does reveal his face, uh, and Gus and Willow are watching, and they're just like, eh. Everybody made the joke that he's a Twitch streamer reveal. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dream. Oh my god, yeah. But <laughs> I, was, I was honestly expecting them to go the route of making him grotesque. Yeah, well, we saw him in Eclipse Lake. And he has, we saw his face then, and he has like these, uh, this like green streak of boils that we don't know exactly where he got them from. Um, but you know, he kind of looks okay. Like, got them because someone else was standing higher, higher than him on a hill. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then so. Then, like, Lucy's Kikimora, who's Kikimora is the assistant to uh, Belos, and she's, like, like ranting to her mom who wants her to go to, great pun, Palm Stings, and, like, I guess Luz, like, thinks, oh, she, it's just like me, so I want to help her out, even though, like, Kikimora's been a fucking terrible person to her, like, the entire series, <laughs> her and everyone she loves like she like he even points out she nearly killed your girlfriend um <laughs> but like apparently she wants to do that because um ida so we met rain whispers um i guess right yeah in season two who is ida's ex and they uh, are the head of the Bard Coven. Uh, they're uh, the first non-binary character in a Disney show. They use they, them pronouns. And 
they are uh, the head of the Bard Coven, but they're secretly working against the Emperor because they think he is a piece of shit. Um, but then uh, Kikimor and this horrifying woman named Terra Snapdragon, who's, at least she's like the head of the Plant Coven. She, that would like, make sense, yeah. Yeah, she brainwashed them. And so we find out later that they've been brainwashed, but uh, Ida wants to find Rain and talk to them because uh, she wants to, you know, find out, hey, what the fuck happened? You're you're here, but come on. Uh, and <laughs> and Rain and basically so, has yeah. no memory of, of anything, spoiler alert, once they actually mm-hmm. are able to pull off this this whole uh, this whole scheme that they come up with involving yeah. uh a it's like a fast and the furious movie yeah it's a really fun kind of uh not exactly a kind of a high sequence i guess sort yeah of. it's like a high sequence actually it's mm-hmm. a high sequence exactly. but with people yeah yeah and with a float a fake bellows float that hootie and king are operating and so yeah that's what they're gonna add to the main street electrical parade yes please the little pointing finger gun hootie uh bellows well hopefully it doesn't catch on fire like the the dragon float did that one time during fantasy that's the thing in the episode it catches on fire. yeah hootie did you set the main street electrical parade on fire it's been here too long <laughs> the parade that will never die. It's been resurrected more times than Jason Voorhees. So it's going to Disneyland, taking care of it. Um, but uh so uh they they pull off this great heist, but you find out that uh Amity has loses phone and then she goes back to Willow's house, who's like exercising. <laughs> and uh asked for her advice and it's a really really cute scene where uh i guess i love uh, this scene uh, mm-hmm. so so of course the, the kind of kind of backstory behind um this is there was an episode where um they were like pulling um memories from it was like it, it was a, a class exercise they were pulling memories from their brains and making them basically be like polaroids but if you damage the photos it damages the memory Mm-hmm. And um, Willow had a bunch of memories that Amity, I guess, had tried to um, get rid of, and she ended up damaging them. And so they had to, um, so Luz and Amity had to go into Willow's mind to fix them. And mm-hmm. you learned that um, that Amity and Willow were actually very good friends at one point until um, Amity's parents kind of drove them apart. Yeah, because yeah. Uh, she. She, uh, because originally what happened was Willow was forced to go into the Abomination Coven because her dads wanted that. This is like it had more opportunities. And it's probably because uh, she was close to uh, Amity and Amity's parents who were probably encouraging it, which I think is the implication. So Willow was really bad at Abomination, but she's really good at plant magic. Uh, so the parents then forced her to break it off. And uh, because of that, Amity kind of has to lie and tell Willow essentially to fuck off. And it really hurt Willow's feelings. So they start repairing this friendship um, that has been uh, maligned. And as Luz and Amity become a couple, obviously Willow and uh amity are seeing more of each other because you know uh loses 
best friends with Willow as well. Um, so she goes to ask Willow for advice, but she knows like it's really awkward. And uh, she, Willow really cute asks, you know, hey, if you want my advice, do you know how to braid hair? And she you, does this thing where she goes on and she's like tapping her feet all happy. <laughs> I know we don't get to see much of her dad's, mm-hmm. but that's another positive LGBTQ representation within yeah. the show. Yeah. And I think that was like, that was one of the very first ones. And it's, uh, that one is um, a little bit more typical to have like the, you know, the, I, I hate to say the word, but the token gay parents, because they've done that in a lot of these DTVA shows. I remember an episode of Good Luck Charlie where they did that even. Yeah. And they did it in DuckTales as well. And it always felt like, oh, that's the furthest they'll go. That's the furthest they'll go. They'll never have like a main character. And then they did it. And, it's and then great. they added more gay characters and they're like, fuck it, everybody's gay. Because And there's some other gay characters we'll get to when we talk about Amphibia. There's Yeah, and there's more queer characters because they just confirmed, I don't know if they're going to confirm it on the show, but Lilith is asexual. Yeah, that's nice. just been confirmed, yeah. Nice, that's cool. Yeah, so they're just like, fucking everybody's queer <laughs> is and that it, a bad thing though and it's, it's not nice. like and it's not like harry potter either where jk rowling went back years later being like oh actually dumbledore is gay uh but 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 of course uh any trans people can fuck off by the way mm-hmm. uh jk rowling honestly oh. like even even before she started being a transphobe um even before she started being a transphobe like the shit that we she was doing with Pottermore, where she was writing all these anecdotes that nobody needed. Yeah. <laughs> the thing about how wizards used to shit themselves before they had muggle plumbing. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck was that? They, they used to, like, magic away their shit. Yeah, like, where, so where does it go? I don't know. What, like, the, what the hell? Another dimension full of wizard poop? I don't know. That's actually under the Waffle House where DCA ah, is. Oh, okay. Okay, so don't don't go there. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, in this, uh, so Amity follows Luz um, because I guess Willow tells her just, you know, just fucking talk to her. And Willow, uh, Amity follows her uh, with Kikimura. And of course, Kikimura is found out by Tara Snapdragon who nearly kills Luz but Amity is there to save her. And it's one of my favorite parts because she goes, uh, well, I don't want my girlfriend to be sent to the conformatorium again. And she performs an abomination spell that produces a skateboard. And then she skates off. And the meat <laughs> were fucking amazing. Yes, that was awesome. Somebody like dubbed the power of love to it. <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody like put like, you know, a, like, it's Amity Blight Pro Skater. Amity, Amity Blight Pro Skater. Yeah, Any or like the doing, future reference I'm all in for. Yeah, or Avril, like a skater boy. <laughs> skater boy. <laughs> uh, so, oh, that's just that skateboard. He was, was a so skater stupid. boy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, but then they, um, then we find out Rain, of course, as you alluded, Rain has been brainwashed. And they don't remember anything. And they think they haven't talked with Ida in years. And apparently it's eradicated all supposed lingering feelings. Because like in the last episode, Rain was in, Ida and them were blushing a lot. They clearly were still into each other. 
but there's doesn't seem to be that attraction on Rain's part that much anymore. And Ida's clearly like really heartbroken. Yeah. As they do this, like this fight. And but Rain still obviously cares a little bit because they let Ida run away and get away before she is caught by the uh, Emperor's guards. So yeah. yeah. And that's just really it's really Our, sad. Oh everyone in this show has adorable like sad like the show can go from being absolutely terrifying to being really emotional in Mm -hmm. a second oh yeah really can uh i think that shows the strengths of the writing and that's Mm -hmm. just how life is really it can be great and then it can be terrifying it's true Mm -hmm. and so then uh we go back to amity and kikimura and lose who they, they get her on this dragon who's like been sitting at Principal Bump's place from a previous episode. Um, Is that, when did that dragon be dead? Did it not eat anything? I, I don't know. I guess did it Principal just Bump has been It's probably just been, he, Principal Bump's been feeding him children. Yeah, probably. that's probably it. That's where the detention goes. Principal Bump's been oh, feeding no. it children. Yeah, uh, but uh, Kiki Moore apparently like was told a lie by Tara, Tara Snapdragon that she was going to get a promotion. So she's like, oh, ha, 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 fuck you. I'm not going to go for the plan. I just and, realized something. Yeah. Tara Snapdragon is Bob Chapek. Oh, that's true. It's true. I've altered the deal. Pray I do not alter it any further. <laughs> I've altered the deal. But hey, they don't alter it any further. That's that's what he's saying to Dana Terrace. What's the promotion? You get to live. <laughs> you get to be queer. Both of you, both of you, to assume Bob Chapek had even heard of the Owl House until somebody brought what? it up at the shareholders meeting. That's true, and Can he we... didn't even mention it. I was like, "What? Did somebody mention the Owl House?" And somebody, somebody sneaky, like in the sizzle reel. I don't know who it was, but I want to meet them because clearly there were no Disney Channel shows in the sizzle reel they showed, but the Owl House was in there. I'm like, oh, there is a stand in there. <laughs> Someone yes. did something. I mean, yeah. it's we, one of the best things the company is currently making, so go figure. We talk about how, real quick, that shareholder meeting, those they, they shouldn't let people talk anymore because they, they said some really weird stuff. They, okay, it here's the thing. Every year. The, like so I, I don't have a problem with the idea of people talking, but they should freaking screen the questions beforehand. Yeah, so you don't have racists and homophobes. I, I think that... I've always suspected this. They actually do screen it, but they do have the racists and the homophobes to make Disney look better. I've always thought this. Uh, they yeah. have them, so they shut them down and they look better. It's like, oh, cool. We have an asshole coming on, so this is going to give us a positive image. By oh, yeah. Disney, Disney's e- like deeply evil. Like The corporate is. Everything else yeah. Disney does is fine. Yeah. But uh, and I think that's why just going on the note of everyone that's been standing up against the bullshit of funding the the Florida Republican assholes. It's like, we, you know, all the employees um, have been standing up against this crap because it's like because we care about the company and we love this company, you know? Yeah, that's people enjoy is, we, working. We for enjoy Disney. working for this company, but we don't want them to be donating to homophobic right. bigots. We, we enjoy their content. Because it's made by legitimately talented people like Dana and her crew, and but we want to feel not that many moral 
quandary. You saying that? And, and yeah. the parks are run by people like me who, who enjoy <laughs> their job. That's what I wanted to say in the group chat, but I saved it. Disney Plus needs to be used as a platform where Disney can open up the ability to submit show ideas. They review them. They, they sort like of them. have that idea. Uh, they sort of they, have that. On they the hire you. They don't box, care yeah. what the show is. You can make <laughs> the most then, gay. As long as Disney <laughs> likes it, you can produce it and it'll get put on Disney+. Plus. But that's kind of YouTube, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but you can make whatever I, I, show you want on YouTube. I, I think Disney could be seen as a positive platform for artists. If they yeah, do. but they still want to have that um, that corporate control of, of everything. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so in the episode, uh, so Kiki Mora like does does bike skin and about face, and then we have this awesome battle with Luz and Amity, where you know one's using glyphs because in the show Luz can only use glyphs because she doesn't have a bile sack, but Amity uses abominations and they combine their powers. And that's what I really, really love about that. I love all of that stuff with the fight stuff. choreography. It's yeah, with the, so well done. Yeah, and it's really well done animation. I, I know it's weird to call it fight choreography when it's animated, but I'm like, it, you got to plan all of this out how mm -hmm. how it's gonna look. Yeah, you, you've got to still do choreography. But the fight is actually cut short by Tara, who is like uh, just takes kiki mora and it's like ah no they need to live so and she like just turns to kiki and goes like i said oh you got yeah what's the promotion oh you get to live that's your promotion she's like oh shit and then terrace turns to lose and goes um uh, the emperor is looking forward to meeting you human and he's already met her so we're like what is this about and then um, Amity then confronts Luz about the um, the phone uh, and, you know, the portal. Uh, and she's like, you know, I, I know you lied to me. And she, you know, and they actually have an honest talk and nobody gets mad. Amity's like, I can't believe you lied to me. I can't, you know, you know, this is really making me angry. No, nobody talks like that. It's not. It's a really healthy conversation of, I'm sorry, this is why I did that. I, you were looking so hopeful. You're looking towards the future. And I don't know if I have a future. And she's like, well, I can't help if you don't talk to me. And they have that really sweet moment where they, they, they talk to each other. And it's like, that's how we should do these things. Exactly. Yeah. That's, how you have, uh, that, that's how you have a healthy conversation. You There's no pointless dumb fucking angst where somebody storms off no it's it's a really really healthy conversation like there was like a tweet on twitter that's like this these two 14 year olds have a more mature relationship than most grown-ups true it's so true <laughs> my sister's not here but i'm sure she would say the same about her X about how they could just did not have a healthy relationship at all with like you know they because because every it was always about you know there was always something that that um that someone did mm -hmm. you know that was like yeah. just just you know it, it was the, someone was always angry about something mm -hmm. I love the atmosphere of this show so much yeah oh it's just great it's yeah. so beautiful uh and it's just so it's both hilarious 
dramatic and relaxing and so well written at the same time nobody nobody acts like an idiot in the show no right yeah. mm-hmm. and no so, no, yeah. no jerks except for basha no idiots yeah except for tibbles um <laughs> uh but we don't talk about tibbles um anyway so they we go back about tibbles no 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 <laughs> uh, so they go back and uh they're watching the coven day parade and bellos makes this announcement that the day of unity which is this big event that they're all building up for talk is about happen tuesday in... yeah <laughs> it's it's gonna happen in one month. So they're gonna cleave so. two universes together and genocide no, a lot no, of people. No, no, we do, we can't no, do that again. No, we, we can't do that again. Though ironically, I that is my theory that that is his plan. So I think it's really funny that his the evil guy's the evil plan, plan is, is the same. What was same, supposedly the good the, the good, good ending guy's to Star plan versus the Star Force versus, of evil? Exactly. I still like. I'm like. Th- so that's like. That's like horrible for everyone. That nobody wins mm-hmm. in that scenario, except oh, cool, these two teenagers can maybe get together. Okay, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so she reveals that, and then he reveals his face, which everyone's like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, of course, Amity and Luz are really scared, and she's like, well, we'll just take it one day at a time, and then the episode ends, and. We get a new episode tomorrow, and I can't wait. Yay! But, tomorrow yay. we're recording this, so I'll probably uh, try to drop it um, as we're recording this on Thursday. Uh, I'm probably going to try to drop it on Friday or Saturday. We'll, we'll have to see. So, well, fu- uh, future people, please watch. Please yes. watch all of it. love this avocado roast it's avocado toast dude earth was fun <gasps> but in an all-new amphibia you're you're back welcome to the resistance it's on and hopping <sighs> new amphibia next saturday morning at 9 30 i sure am gonna miss the electric toothbrush on disney channel um, so the interesting thing about this episode, it was actually the mid-season finale, but it ended up not being the mid-season finale because they decided to have the Christmas episode be the mid-season finale. Yeah, and I guess that's because uh, Amphibia's uh, season got cut two episodes. Yeah. So it's actually like 18 episodes, though I heard that the final episode is like supersized. It's so maybe like, that's why it got cut. Yeah. It's like, uh, what is it, the Gravity Falls episode where the Tale of Two Stands? It's like that length. Well, no, Tale of Two Stands was just a 20, wasn't that just a 22 minute episode? No, that was extra. Oh, no, that was, that was that 30 was, minutes. That was, that was 30, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, because I, I obviously, uh, Weird Mageddon one, two, and three, Weird Mageddon one and two were like normal 22s, but then the final one was, Weird yeah, Mageddon three was 44. like 44. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has Disney ever done it like a full hour long episode for one of their shows? Uh, like a f- what do you mean? Like for one of the finales, like an hour long special. Well, technically, we're an hour Mageddon. is forty four minutes. <laughs> yeah, so Weird Mageddon, the finale of Gravity Falls was forty four minutes. Yeah, 
um but and obviously the owl house will be 44 minutes um but uh i don't know if any i don't know if any others that they've done that oh well i mean ducktales was 90 yeah ducktales yeah the yeah that was that was three episodes that they mushed together yeah um mm -hmm. and but yeah so and fibia they they only have 18 episodes so that's what i'm guessing that they like cut it in yeah. half um but yeah so amphibia is interesting because uh so true colors was really incredible uh that was the season two finale yeah oh my gosh that episode was so good and that like it really like things revved up with like the temples and stuff like that and then they did these incredible things where like marcy gets stabbed <laughs> and uh and, spoiler and, alert yeah spoiler alert well yeah i mean you should, <laughs> if you've listened to all this in the owl house spoilers like come on um but uh <laughs> it the ends with Anne and the planters in the human realm and um it's like uh, I, I thought that season three for the most part has been good i do have a bit of a problem with it was falling a bit into episodic territory again they were kind of like let's just do some fun with the planters in the real world let's have sprig be a superhero uh yeah no pay no attention to the second half of this episode yeah Jeez, <laughs> like, right. am i the yeah. only one that finds sprig annoying like a little bit I like Sprig. He's like I, a I like Sprig, like a but I get little brother. But I understand yeah, what you're saying. I, I, I get what you're saying. Uh, I like, I definitely like Anne and Sprig's friendship. But uh, as terms of characters, I prefer like, you know, more other ones like Polly or Hop. I love Polly. Polly is such a chaos gremlin, and I love oh her gosh, so she's, much. She's great. She she's yeah. just the best. Mm -hmm. But and that's the kind of thing I was like, the the. They definitely decided, okay, well, we just had this major status quo uh, change. Let's just kind of like have fun and do some funny, silly storylines. Yeah, let's and just have the FBI show up. <laughs> and that's, the, yeah. And, and just, uh, can we talk about Mr. X for a second? RuPaul? Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. He is. It would have been funnier just to have so, the same FBI so agents from Gravity Falls and they're like, oh. <laughs> but then we wouldn't have RuPaul. Mm -hmm. No, we have RuPaul in addition to the agents from Gravity Falls. Okay, well that would be kind of fun. And they're they're like, I'm sick and tired of seeing weird shit in this universe. Yeah. <laughs> well, but they don't remember any of that. Yeah, that's that's true. Are they the MIB of the Disney universe? Yes. But yeah, so RuPaul plays Mr. X, and it's pretty much he's like basically RuPaul animated. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's great. I love it. <laughs> and uh, he is uh, again, again. It's just you know, this show is going to be just, just you know, super gay and not apologize yep. for it. And I exactly. love it. Exactly. <laughs> and like they don't like with RuPaul with Mr. X. It's it's pretty obvious that he's gay, but they don't like ever do anything like confirmation with it. The real like there's a there's gay representation with these two characters that polly meets who Allie are, and jess I love Allie and jess yeah who are new girlfriends flag who really love robots and it's yeah, like the, who are these the the lesbian flag i do believe yeah and so they 
are uh, a couple who makes uh, crazy robots and they help her fix Frobo, who uh, it's voiced by, I believe it's, um, uh, what's her name? Melissa Vellis-Moir from SNL and um, the girl who played Kelly on uh, Star Versus. She's the yeah. other one. Yeah. Uh, and they're really cute. And that episode was really cute. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, and, but yeah, with RuPaul, it's, <laughs> I, I really, really enjoyed him. He's just really like chewing the scenery. Yes. Because he, oh thinks, he thinks the planters are aliens. So they're trying to track it down. And like the joke is like constantly, he gets like the FBI and all like the huge FBI army and keeps getting like, swindled every time where they think they don't believe him which is pretty funny yeah um and then what is it um finally the final episode that was oh, um after froggy little christmas because isn't like Andreas also another thing is that there's this robot trying to kill uh ann yeah um, yeah. yeah from amphibia mm-hmm. and uh and what is it um and Anne has these powers from the music box these like blue powers yeah. that makes her all glow I'm, I'm blue double g double die yeah i'm blue <laughs> so so escape from amphibia is escape from amphibia is, or escape to amphibia is pretty much a master class of setup and payoff because all of these different yeah. characters yeah. and random little side adventures that you don't think really play into much, they all mattered and they all come back into this into play in this episode. Which I um, really liked. So I love that make, so much. It didn't yeah. make the whole last like 10 episodes feel pointless. Like you really do feel like it was paying off to something. Like this was this whole mini human world arc and that okay well now we're going to shift back to amphibia permanently because we're going to need it because can we discuss olivia and union yes that episode oh fuck yeah where where they try to save oh, marcy how, i'm sorry how did this episode not need some sort of disclaimer in front of it what the right fuck? <laughs> where they where uh, like uh like andreas has this 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 being and have you guys ever seen the film uh being john malkovich um no okay so in being john malkovich the idea is that there's this portal in this building and this portal takes you into the mind of another person and this portal can either contain or it can briefly reject and as this person comes of a certain age at this exact moment you enter his mind and as many people can enter his mind as possible and stay there and control it and achieve immortality oh my i want to watch that now yeah it's it's a very strange movie it's um i believe it's directed by spike jones um uh that's a name yeah (laughs) and uh it's sort of the same concept so inside this creature is the minds of all these horrible previous rulers of amphibia 
and they then insert it's a holocron it, crossed with a hard drive yeah they start and they call it the core and the core who's in this currently this terrible beast that only king andreas can like talk with goes and uh puts this helmet on her head to basically brainwash her and make her make her in uh the core like infiltrated into her body the most it's, it's really really the horrifying. most blood curdling bone chilling scream you've ever heard and this is yeah. a child yeah this is so, a child yeah it's it this is what i was talking about disney has been they're doing high schoolers this. i mean middle schoolers yeah disney says they're middle schoolers although oh they're Oh, that's the thing. I love how um, apparently Matt Brawley was like, no, they're high schoolers. And Disney's like, no, you got to make them middle schoolers so our uh, demographic can uh, relate. And he's like, okay, well, I'm not going to change their I'm not going to change anything that I write. I'm just going to say middle school instead of high school. (laughs) And apparently this Um, takes place in a parallel universe where like middle schoolers can fucking drive, I guess. And look look like high schoolers, like, like the designs he didn't even change. He doesn't care. Yeah, he's like whatever. Also, like the thing, the in the dream sequence in Olivia and Union, um, where it's like the Nightmare on Elm Street computer, um, yeah, where there's like the the invitation to prom that Twitter keeps, uh, Twitter Twitter keeps overanalyzing, uh, or like, like the poster for prom that Twitter keeps overanalyzing. I'm like, of course, so there's prom it. in a middle school. Mm-hmm. That doesn't wow. make sense. Yeah. <laughs> I th- I don't even think the writers remember that they're supposed to be in middle school. <laughs> they probably don't, and honestly, good for don't. them. They honestly, probably yeah. forgot about the. Haven't forbid the Disney Channel have characters in high school when uh, the most successful fucking thing Disney Channel has ever done is high school. Is high school musical? musical. <laughs> high school goddamn motherfucking musical. Jesus. And you know, uh, in the Owl House, Luz is in high school. Yeah, because yeah, that so makes sense. It would make sense that she's in high school. Well, now that, that they made it, she, so since she's in high school, the conservatives can't say, you're sexualizing children. Uh, oh, they'll still do that. Children, they'll yeah. still do that. They'll still do it. Because they're, like, they're like, you're a groomer if you are. Oh, my God. Talk about a word that has just been completely ruined mm-hmm. to the point where you can't actually have an actual conversation about that anymore. No, I always I would they would reply to them and I'm like, do you even know what that means? And they would say something completely off topic. And I'm like, see, and you don't know what it means. Basically, they would just say, mean, you're a gay pedophile. And it's like, that's not what it means. I'm do you have an, it, okay. it's like, do you people have an identity other than just yelling at people? No, they um, don't. That's their entire character. Oh my god! Oh my god! I think I mentioned this, but the the fucking guy, and I'm, I think I know who it was. I'm not gonna say the guy's name, but there was a guy who worked at Space Mountain. And on my last day, oh, I heard about he this. wrote, "Let's go, Brandon." In my my book that I was having people sign, I'm like, dude, do you have any other personality besides this? No, seriously. <laughs> These. These conser—it's a mix between conservatives and white Christian Facebook moms. Honestly, it's like oh my god—they're like my children are close to Jesus, and I don't want witchcraft on Disney Channel. Your children will want nothing to do with you the second they turn (laughs) eighteen. Exactly. (laughs) Either that, Uh, either that, or they're—you know—or you know—you've brainwashed them successfully. In which case, in which case, have fun with your crotch goblins, I guess. 
Clutch confidence. <laughs> That's another figment. Animated little fucker. Oh, yeah. I'm an animated little friend. <laughs> what happened to Dreamfinder? He got stored in the basement. The same figment. place they're going to put the Owl House. No, Figment. Dreamfinder. I made up the Owl House. Uh, but, yeah, so Escape from Amphibia. Uh, I really Escape love, from yeah. Bald Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> Escape from tomorrow. Oh no. Oh, no. No, no, no. 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 no, no. But, but they like, I don't no, want to be subjected to it's that. It's not a again. it's not a Ben Stiller comedy. <laughs> um, even so, though it would probably be better as one. Yeah. Um but yeah, so they find a way to come back into Amphibia but they like need more power. And what's what's really messed up is that so they have to get to like all this material from like a Costco and then they do Star Wars. There's there are Rogue One references in this. Yeah, that was which, so good. Yeah, which is like, wow, Rogue One? Really? We're referencing that? Like I feel I'm, so I'm, old. It's like, so weird that yeah. like anything would reference Star Wars that isn't the first three films well they did have that line earlier in the season where and is like right. i can't i can't believe you guys like the prequels better <laughs> okay <laughs> so real talk Anne and her parents would absolutely go to galaxy's edge and like full mm -hmm. disney bound and just have a blast there they oh, yeah. would be the ones on the star cruiser yeah they would be they they've been saving up money to go do star cruiser honestly like, <laughs> and would and would live in the vents of the star cruiser yes so she can stay there forever. Yes. And they could bring the planters and they would fit in. They would just think they're cosplaying. Yeah. Oh. Can we can we talk about Anne and her parents for a second? I love Anne's yeah. parents so much. They're, uh, they they don't care great. that she just goes to this place. Yeah, and they're they're really, really supportive. Um, and I love Anne's mom, especially who's voiced by the Matt Braley's uh, mom. Matt Braley's mom, who has never voice acted in her life. I, I, yeah, I love how basically so the voice direction is okay. Just just pretend you're um act, act like you're mad at me after I just broke a lamp and go. Yeah, and yeah, they, I saw that. And they sell it just through the animation alone. Oh yeah, it's great. I love it. Oh, it's so good. But she, Anne is worried because she's gonna have to say goodbye to her parents again. So like, it's kind of like driving the emotional core of the film of the episode. But they like they go to the Spenco where they where also Hot Pop is like obsessive avocados. <laughs> <laughs> and, sure, why not? And uh, they go to um, they 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 get um, infiltrated by the FBI and Mr. X. And I think like are they like the they take the planters and then uh, all of the characters from the past like 10 episodes come together to go and save them which is a really really fun sequence with yeah yeah all Very, of them speaking doing this of heist. both of the both of these were heist episodes really. yeah both of these were heist episodes yeah um but Frogman was a frog <laughs> oh actually i guess that checks out mm. yeah yeah 
I, I was honestly not thinking we would actually see Molly Joe again, so it was kind of cool to see her again. Yeah. I remember watching the, I remember watching a YouTube video re- review of the of Amphibia and the ending like t- card was just Alex Jones saying turn the freaking frogs gay. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tyler, I will not clown face you. <laughs> Turn the freaking uh, frogs gay. They had this little gay. arc with these two background characters, which was just... <laughs> like these two background characters. Like you know, that's because you, you see one of them borrowing the other's TV, which gets destroyed, and then mm-hmm. you know you see them later hanging out in a background scene. And then it's like one of them is about to propose to the other. It's like, oh my goodness, they had this whole arc, like yeah. just in the background. That's pretty clever. That's the animators having fun. That's just the animators having fun. I love how a lot of I think my favorite thing about Amphibia season um season three A has been just all the fun stuff they've done with the background characters. It has very much of a it very much has a Phineas and Ferb kind of energy yeah. where it's like mm-hmm. you've got all these background characters with their own lives where just like well, I don't know what this crazy shit going on is, but whatever. I'm just gonna go on with my life. It's like it's like that reoccurring character in Phineas and Ferb. I forget his name. Oh, it was the, like the the farmer the, with the, the yeah the farmer. farmer yeah yeah the farmer. Um, what did you think? Uh, 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 bunny farm was just gonna fall out of the sky. Yeah. Or what did you think? The battery car was just gonna fall out of the sky. Okay. What did you think? A million dollars was going to fall out of the sky. It doesn't work that way. Well, how does it work then? <laughs> but uh it's the animators definitely having fun with oh yeah okay, we got we got we have 10 episodes to create our world of like just with humans where there's not as much fantastical medieval frog stuff so let's let's have the most fun we uh, that ideas that we can the only thing that kind of like annoyed me with season three uh, a a bit was we didn't get any much fallout about Anne and her other social life. Yeah, like, we never yeah. really got an episode like, like there's even, there's like one the throwaway school. line about like the yeah. school paper, and then there's like mm-hmm. we don't even see her go back to school. Yeah, it's like, like it, never it never comes up. I mean, I guess you could argue that oh well, she has to you know prepare to go save the freaking world but her parents don't really know that until later mm-hmm. and you know i see no reason why it is that it's, it's that yeah. i feel i feel like it's the most major plot hole that and also i mean it is kind of mentioned um you know that there there and does write the letter to yeah um, to marcy to Sa- and sasha Sasha's. and marcy's parents but yeah. like that's basically all that we get and she doesn't really ever acknowledge them except for oh well this is marcy's journal right and and it's kind of weird because that the, was kind uh, of a big thing to have happen even yeah, if she yeah. is completely confident that no marcy is alive is there's alive, no way she's right. dead yes. yeah, which yeah. my headcanon is maybe marcy told her about like the rejuvenation tanks that the royals have maybe. and or she just assumes crazy shit happens in amphibia all the time she's not gonna die yeah but like i that. wanted to say when we were talking about the animators having fun it reminds me of like the mickey mouse shorts where they're just put like that that western episode where they just put the haunted mansion and splash mountain in the background just because yeah. they can <laughs> i love yeah. that i love that and it's like the rainbow caverns episode using the original rainbow caverns attraction i poster. love that 
So mm-hmm. I just want to know why in the show that is the whole third first half of this third season is set in Los Angeles. Has there been anything at California Adventure? No. Somebody no. dropped the ball here. Yeah. Come on. Or have there been even any like Disneyland references? Have there been any have... Disneyland so, references in the so show? No, uh, unfortunately. No. no. I wish. Yeah. There really haven't. Like they uh I believe you see I want to say, do you see the Santa Monica Pier at one point? Yeah, the Santa Monica Pier so. shows up. Yeah, you do. Santa yeah, Monica Pier shows up and they go on the roller coaster, which inexplicably yeah. has shoulder restraints. Right. And Sprig yeah. almost falls out of it. Mm-hmm. Wait, is it the same one on the Santa Monica Pier where it's slow as hell? The, yeah, the West Coaster? Yeah. It's, it's not a very good ride from what I've heard. It's, it's very, I've been very on it. slow. I've been on it. It has a really good ending. And it's otherwise really boring. Yeah. <laughs> it has a really good ending where you kind of do this dive turn and you get a little bit of airtime and that's it. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Airtime on a Morgan that's not um, Superman in Mexico or uh, Phantom's Revenge. What a concept. That beginning, speaking of Superman in Mexico real quick, that beginning is insane. Like who designed that? <laughs> it kind of just immediately plunges out of the station into a bunch of airtime hills and you're like, Where's the lift hill? Where's the lift hill? <laughs> well, I, I love how they built Thunderation at Silver Dollar City where it's like, yeah, we're just going to build this at the top of the hill. We'll, we'll build the lift hill later. <laughs> <laughs> we'll build the lift we'll hill. It's like it's like um, surprised me. I was I was expecting I was expecting Big Thunder Mountain and I got something closer to Expedition Everest. Thunderation's really fun. <laughs> Isn't it really fast? Yeah, it's very fast for a mind train. Nice. Uh, Got to go to Dollywood sometime. That's at Silver Dollar City. It's at Silver Dollar City. And Silver Dollar City. Yeah, that's right. But wasn't Dollywood originally called Silver Dollar Dollar City? City. Yeah, it was. Yes. It's originally Silver Dollar City. Uh, Thunderation is in Silver Dollar City. And then, does Dollywood have a mind train? No, they closed it a while ago. They used to. They closed it. That's right. Now they have Mystery They moved half of it. Didn't they move half of it to like Six Flags? I don't know. Um, Or, Or as the Dollywood Christmas movie would call Six Flags, Wild West Amusements. I want to review that Dollywood Christmas movie at some point, but anyway, <laughs> I've been it's like it's this it. really generic rom com that just happens to take place in Dollywood. It's like, do they holy ride shit. coasters or they like they no? It was like all, wild they, they shot or... almost everything at the front of the park, with the one mm. exception being like they shot like like the scenes towards the end near like Wildwood Grove, and that's like all of it. Oh, if I don't see Lightning Rod, then uh, they, they they mentioned they mentioned Tennessee Tornado. They did not mention Lightning Rod once because Lightning Rod is a problematic coaster, <laughs> but it is so good. But it's getting retracted, so you know it got retracted. <laughs> it's great. It ran almost perfectly the entire time I was there, That's with good. a few exceptions. That's um, good. You got to ride the original. Are, for those of you, you who are unfamiliar, a block zone is a section of track that. <laughs> Oh. Train, did you get to ride line. the original version of mystery mine before they no it was already changed it. and oh. honestly probably for the better because it, it, i can tell that that portion a portion would have been really jerky i didn't have a problem at all with mystery mines restraints it was fine oh yeah again gerslauer shoulder restraints are i I didn't have an issue with it i thought it was fine yeah i I think that's the weirdest thing i love how 
the the beginning of that ride is just kind of like okay this is just weird what are we doing and then the ending is just insane and it's amazing the <laughs> ending drop is so far it's, it's so a- good oh my mm-hmm. god it's you have this insane just for over vertical drop you don't even know what direction you're falling at that point and mm-hmm. then uh, oh and you've got fire to add to that <laughs> there's fire it and drop and then it so and then you do this like spiral and then this dive loop it's great so the effects were working yes That's they were good. working That's when good. i went when i went the fire wasn't working Ooh. and the projection the, wasn't working it was just dark and no music i was like what the heck oh uh, yeah did you guys uh have you guys been to lagoon no, I have not been okay. to Lagoon. Okay, I, I've been to Lagoon. Can- Cannibal is... They're building that new, highly themed... Primordial, yeah. What yeah. is that? It Opening of the year 2085, if anyone <laughs> gives a it's shit. Been, 2085, it's because been, Lagoon, because Lagoon doesn't give a years. shit about anything. It's been <laughs> Lagoon doesn't years. Give, Lagoon doesn't give a shit about anything. Primordial is Lagoon's yeah. Avatar 2. It'll be finished when it's finished. Stop bothering me, Mom! Because they, they're they, building it in-house. Yeah, they build it in-house, so their budget is notoriously small. So they just, it's like a project that they can only contribute a little bit to they, like every so year. So it's like they're trying to build this amazing creation on a roller coaster tycoon scenario with like next to yes. no money. And yeah. they just have to and like, so they're just waiting for their just, money. Okay, we're in. just waiting. Okay, one track, one okay, track. One track piece. Yeah. Okay, it's we can like, fabricate another track piece now. I would love an updated roller coaster tycoon game where the guests go, Wait, wasn't this ride just built five minutes ago? <laughs> Honestly, that would be kind of amazing if there was like a more self-aware version of even like Planet Coaster. Where Wait, guess, wasn't this like, ride built literally five seconds ago? Because <laughs> nothing actually, I mean, of course, nothing would want it. You wouldn't want anything to take as long as it does in the game because like, yeah, because like yeah. that'd be so boring. But like, I mean, I just plopped a hang time. I, I wish there in my was park. something where you like had to deal with like fucking Diz Twitter. Where it's like, why is this ride <laughs> taking five years to build? Yeah, that's the thing. You get Twitter, like, you have to deal with Twitter PR problems. I, I broke mean, down on your ride, and I'm going to sue you. I mean, the closest you get to that is you have, like, there's, like, in Planet Zoo, there's, like, animal rights activists that will show yeah. up at your park and they'll, protest. They'll, they'll come and, like, they, they show up, and you're, all your guests start running away. <laughs> they, they, they look at them like, what the hell? Damn it, Peta. Stop putting advertisements that are actually just like fucking fetish art. I know. I saw they what did is that. This? I was like, Peta, what did you just messed up real bad, Peta? Uh, Prim- <laughs> real the real question is, is Tron or Primordial gonna open first? Oh, Tron. 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 I Lagoon seems about halfway done with the mountain. It, it there's no scaffolding on the bottom. They finally like acknowledged it, um, and they said they. I can't remember. I think they like hinted that it's going to be open in 2024. Yeah, but I, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it like that thing at Canada's Wonderland? Hopefully, supposedly, better. supposedly it's better than that. But I mean, it's the same ride system. It's, sort of, it's, sort of like how Cosmic Rewind is going to be kind of a better version of the Escape from Gringotts idea, where it's like, yeah. okay, this is an yeah. omni coaster, but it's going to be much more roller coaster than simulator. Did you mm-hmm. hear Guardians might be seventy miles an hour? That's not true. That's not true. There's no, no way. Okay. Uh, Guardians, I believe, has is going to be between fifty and sixty. Yeah. I'm it's sure, still going to be pretty fast. I'm sure I will know more about it in about a month because uh, my mom is going to be on the opening team. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. All right. 
When I just want to ride vehicle model Disney. Give me more ride vehicle models. When is that? Uh, when is uh, it opening? Test track oh, yeah, car. That's right. My twenty seven. Test track oh, car, and I have I have a Star Speeder. Oh, that's I want the Star Speeder. I and have. I have, I have like a... these little diecast cars. They're like ten bucks, and I got them on sale because like they were when we were they were doing the fifty percent discount. So I got this for like five dollars. Mm-hmm. And then I got this, which actually I spent less getting this runaway, yeah, runaway I have that too. toy than it costs for me to get all the fucking Happy Meal toys. And I will never try collecting Happy Meal toys. Do you ever have the, again. the Ratatouille ones? I do not have the Ratatouille ones. I have those. I have two of those. The Ratatouille ones sold out and they haven't gotten back. Oh, shoot. Oh, by oh, the way, speak, I got lucky then. Speaking of stuff that's on my shelf. Oh, the yes, Ghost of Molly McGee. What is that? It's just a. It's a postcard. Postcard. Okay. Cool. Oh, Signed from by Bob Roth. Bob. That's cool. Signed by Bill and Bob. Bill and Bob. Yeah. Bill and Bob. Uh, anyway, maybe I can have them on the show sometime. But yeah, Amphibia. <laughs> amphibia. They're actually gonna have an Amphibia cameo in the Lagoon ride. That's how it ties into this. Ah, okay. that's it. Hop Hop's gonna just go in and say, "I don't feel safe," and then you drop. Say what? <laughs> say. But what? I say you're going the wrong way. <laughs> I say you're going the wrong way. They're gonna have Bill Farmer. You're going into the unthemed section of the ride. Oh no! I must have hit that track switch. <laughs> Un- Goofy, wait! This room. is all my fault. This is all my fault. Oh, Mickey! Well, they budget you. cut. They budget cut rips all falls. So now it's just black styrofoam. <laughs> but anyway, so amphibia. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're they were the like store. they were rescuing. Yeah, they're they were. No, they're rescuing them. That's right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they yeah, we already we already went uh, yeah, great. We, we past the, storm. the great Rogue One scene where they reference the Darth Vader and they do it pretty much beat by beat with with uh, Anne and her uh, boy lightsaber. That was pretty great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> they did that. Let me out! Let me out! Let me out! Um, yeah, it's like pull, dude. Yeah, <laughs> and and just bonks him on the head. <laughs> right. I love yeah. how Sprig is just like a better version of O from Home, whatever. Because he's dumb, but he's he, but he's not that dumb. Oh, I've never seen that movie. It's bad. Don't watch. I have it. seen that movie. I don't remember anything about it. Mm-hmm. That's the one from. Um... Uh, Sheldon Cooper, uh, Jim Parsons. That's yeah, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So, anyways, um, so they uh, so Mister X captures them and they go into uh, into jail and uh, that's when Doctor Jan and Terry like like pretty much steal the generator. And they, it breaks everything down. Yes. So <laughs> without the generator, do the frogs eat the tourists? Yeah, I guess yeah. so. And so, like, they uh, uh, just escape out. And um, I love the bit with the gate where um, um, Mr. X is like, close the gate, close the gate, close the gate. They just crash through the gates. Like, yeah, they crash through the gate. 
<laughs> and then like they follow them to uh this warehouse where they have this the machine that like the stargate machine that powers it up and it'll transform them the transport them the amphibian and, and if you pan over you'll see the main street electrical parade and captain rex and all the other stuff in Disneyland mm, storage. of course of course uh but uh in an earlier episode in season three they actually when they're introducing this teleportation technology, you actually see that one of the worlds that they've captured images from is the Owl House, the Demon Yay! House. Yay! Yeah. Which means um, that as far as I'm concerned, the Owl House crossover is actually canon. Unlike the Big City true. Greens crossover, which was definitely not canon. Well, I mean, there's what? also the Gravity Falls reference in uh, uh, Owl House where... Um, like Stan references his wife Marilyn and Ida's surname in the human realm is revealed to be Marilyn. Oh, that's absolutely canon. Yes. Yeah. I, agree. <laughs> I agree that that is absolutely canon. Mm. So these shows all exist in the same universe. The question is, who is Dr. P? Is it Pines or is it something else? Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. It's Dr. It's Dr. Pine Bionai. Maybe it's Dr. Poofenschmerz. Dr. Poofenplatz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dr. Platypus. Who showed up for like two episodes and everyone did. Piggy the Piggy the Frog. And so they just had um, the next time Piggy showed up, he was just helping Perry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so they um, <laughs> they get the machine powered up and the FBI follows them. And it's Chandler, too I think small. your cat wants out. Yeah, your kitty wants out. Okay. He's All he's right, like baby. he's like open the door. I don't have hands. <laughs> but, <laughs> so so Anne like releases her blue powers to charge the thing, and it's revealed that she can like power things like a battery, which makes a lot of sense because that's how the music box worked. So she like is able to open the portal door, and she uses the last of. Um, uh, hop hops avocados which is funny because like it's yes in like the human world the avocados aren't like poisonous as they are in amphibia so it's kind of like the tomatoes probably yeah so he's like really bummed that she uses this avocado to get this giant praying mantis to come in and it's this great line where the praying mantis comes in and the fbi agent turns to the other so it's uh i mean bugs they don't eat people right and then the bug immediately eats him which is that's a great dark joke for a that's, disney show that's kind of like yeah. in candace against the universe when um, perry beats up the guards in the prison truck and um they're like oh we're okay right and then this monster comes up out of the water like with them in, in its mouth and just swallows them whole it's like, oh yeah, definitely not. And then it goes yeah. down underwater. It's like, oh yeah, we're, we're no, we're we're not okay. I'm like, I feel like that's still I feel like that was almost directly throwing shade at like at the you know, in like season one of Phineas and Ferb, especially you'd have something where like like the race car pile up in um Fast and the Phineas, all the race car drivers are like, We're okay. Well, they also did that in Amphibia season two, where they had the Gravity Falls crossover. And you see, like, the Grunkle Stan frog get, like, mashed up, and you see red stuff come out, and he's like, don't worry, it's, like, juice or something like that. He actually, like, calls for It's the, the same joke as Despicable Me. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. Oh, the juice box? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It poked a hole in my juice box. Uh, but what was it again? Um, oh, so like they are able to escape to Amphibia and, you know, Anne says goodbye to her parents and she, she leaves and, uh, which is really funny because like, um, then they, uh, so they're like dealing with the bugs, I guess. And the Mr. X comes up and she's like, you better have a good explanation. And their parents go, oh, you're, you, you are going to need an explanation of you. <laughs> so uh, Anne's parents are going to give him a mouthful, I guess, because it's more important than the FBI. Um, and then uh, we see that the uh, town of Wartwood has been decimated and that's where we leave off in the cliffhanger yeah mm-hmm. yep i love this show ending in cliffhangers it feels yeah. more connected it does yeah yeah mm-hmm. it, i mean like i said it's it's not as serialized as uh the owl house uh but it does have those definitely has those moments and it, you can tell it's like it's it's gearing up to a pretty crazy climax which, oh yeah I'm very excited to see where the show goes next. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I can't wait. Um, the next episode, we got Commander Anne and um, uh, Spryvy, right? Yeah, I think it's uh, Sprig and Ivy. Yeah. Yeah. Spryvy. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, this, it's going to be really cool. I can't wait for the next couple months ahead as we get to see more of these two awesome awesome shows and then we get to be sad because i like ghost of molly mcgee i think it's a really cute show but at the same time i am a little bummed that all that disney tva is just abandoning the serialized shows alongside the episodic shows because it feels it feels like a step backwards of sorts not like we can't have episodic shows yeah i don't understand why we can't have both you know why can't we have both exactly we can have big city greens and the owl house exist you know peace coexist peacefully Mm -hmm. i see no reason why that can't be the case and you know i get it that they want to make these things like a little bit more accessible to children to just kind of watch on the fly and that's the thing is like well streaming Streaming changes a lot of things because you can experience everything in so many different ways. Like, look how how big of a deal Bluey is on Disney Plus, and that show is you know meant for preschoolers and it's just very loose and episodic. And but at the same time, you can also enjoy a show like The Owl House where you're watching it as a serialized television show. So in the streaming age, you could easily have both. Yeah, I don't understand why they can't coexist because streaming allows you to do whatever the hell you want. That's the thing. You can do whatever you want and you'll find that audience. Mm -hmm. You know, I think especially with Disney Plus adding stuff like Daredevil and the other Defenders series, it's like, so Disney Plus can literally do whatever the hell they want. So mm-hmm. why do we have to still be like, oh, we got to pick and choose? It's like, no, you don't. Just green light everything. Holy shit. Yeah. Like, if you have that's the, the resources, make yeah. it. Right. And, and that's the thing. I'm mean, like, if you look at all the shows that Disney uh, television animation has greenlit in the future, they're all episodic shows. Like, there is no shows that have, like, there's going to be a serialized 
half hour show. It's all going to be these shows with like two segments. Now, they that said that they're going to start loose. working with 20th century animation to start creating kind of more shows focused towards teenagers. And I'm interested to see what that's going to possibly Yeah, I heard like. that too. But the problem is, is that it's not, it's still not T- DTVA. Who right. Are just, yeah. Who just do oh, amazing they work. They really and, do. And I feel like if, if they don't allow them to do more diverse work, you're going to lose a lot of the talent. Right, they'll go do other places. They're, right, they'll go exactly. To other places. Yeah, and that's going to become Disney's problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so th- that's that's a real, it's a huge, huge shame because, like I said, we could have great stuff like Molly McGee, and we could have great stuff like The Owl House, but Disney yeah. Channel's decided apparently we only want one of these two things, and it's really, really frustrating. Por qué no, por no los dos. Right, mm-hmm. the little girl with the tortilla commercial. Exactly. Oh yeah. The the taco mm-hmm. shell commercial, soft shell or hard shell. Oh yeah. We have both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why don't we have both? Why not both? Exactly. Yeah. Um. Uh, do you have any other thoughts before we kind of wrap it up over here? Nope. No, I said my piece. Disney what? stop being stupid challenge. You know, Agree. Disney stopping ma- big dum-dums. Let people make good art and just stop donating to homophobes and Fire we'll Bob be JPEG. good. And Firebob JPEG and we'll be good. Yes. People are like, Disney's forever ruined. No, they're not. They're just going through a bad period. Oh my period. god, the people They've that are posting through- dumb photoshops of like, oh, well, the parks are going to be shut down. I'm like, you are an yeah. idiot. Yeah, no, things, the parks things are, are going to be shut down. Things are kind of lame right now, but the parks are also making stupid money. They're not going anywhere. Yeah. But also, Disney team tends every now and then to go through these low periods. Where oh, yeah, but they'll, they'll, they'll turn it around. They always do. They yeah. I mean, it's obvious that the pressure is getting to them. So. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think this pressure is going to be end up being a good thing in the long run. Though. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think I don't think what they're getting ready to do is performative by any means. I think they're genuinely committed to forever changing their brand. Mm-hmm. I think I think anything that Bob Chapek says is probably performative, but the people, oh, yeah. people below him really do care, you know. I think so, yeah. Fire that lady that made the comment, that fat phobic comment. Fire oh my Chapek. god, well, that's that's yeah. the thing. That that is it's people like that of, that are the problem. That's part of Chapek's little group. That's Chris Christy, uh, that's a CFO. Um, Christy McCarthy, who's uh, also a terrible person. So yeah. Yeah. So if she, I if think, she, if she I leaves, think she'll leave. my opinion on Josh Demero is he would be a lot better CEO because I think he's just pressured by Chapek. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, but by all accounts, I've heard Demero is like a really nice guy. So mm-hmm. that's good. Let's maybe maybe he would fingers. give us a figment show. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Well, yeah. so I'm like, hey, the Cuphead show has been super successful. Can we get something with Oswald like that? Maybe? I don't know. They right. were planning on it. Oh, my gosh. They was made. They were developing oh, it just, Disney television Just animation. like they were developing a Haunted Mansion show. Mansion, that right, exactly. Anywhere. That oh amazing Shannon okay. Tittle. Oh. Honestly, just greenlight like, all of the shows based on Disney Parks attractions. And just there let's say, go. Let's say this new Haunted Mansion movie does really, really well. And it's really good. Maybe they'll revive the Haunted Mansion show. Maybe, but I don't know. Would it be an adaptation of whatever this new movie is? Yeah, or? I don't know. I'm I'm still thing. on the fence about this new Haunted Mansion movie. 
I mean, it can't be as bad as if they uh, take the be best as elements. Bad, but I'm not. I'm just worried it's gonna be boring. I'm just worried it's gonna be boring. You know, it's gonna and have Danny that's... DeVito. Okay, well then at least there's that. The the plot. <laughs> If the cast is fine, it's the plot details that I'm worried mm-hmm. about. Why does anyone need to be buying or selling the mansion? It's like, no, the mansion is for it all just, time. It just should exist. It exists. It, it is for why? all time. It doesn't have to be sold. If, why, does it, why do we I have swear. to get real estate It exists into this? for all time. We I don't swear, if they pan... If the opening shot of the movie pans down to a sign that says "Evers and Evers," I I'm walking out of the theater. <laughs> I am walking out of the theater. I will theater. fucking kill someone. I am walking out of the theater, driving to Eddie Murphy's house and slapping him. <laughs> Editor Chandler here. Well, apparently Eddie Murphy gave me uh, Chris Rock's address. I will summon Count Dracula. I, I will summon. I will. I will call Randy to summon Cthulhu. Mm. No, I'll. I'll call what's his face, and he can stab me with a sword. Oh, uh, 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 Count Dracula? Yeah. <laughs> and Tony can, Tony can say something. Does anyone have anything they want to plug? Yeah, I sure. have a, oh, you go. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, okay, so I have a podcast called Unbuilt, an unrealized theme park podcast, where we take a look at unbuilt attractions and themed entertainment, Disney, Universal, and beyond. Our latest episode is about Dick Tracy's Crime Stoppers, which was a ride that was going to be at Disney MGM Studios based on the 1990 touchstone flop Dick Tracy, where you were going to ride in ta- uh, sedans and get Tommy guns and shoot at people. Fun. Um, <laughs> in Disney Pink Park. Uh, so yeah. you can Must be out. Disney magic. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> so you can check that out on <laughs> iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, wherever you find podcasts. I'm at Open Mother's Mail on Twitter. I have a podcast called That Came From Disney Plus. Our next episode will unfortunately painfully be Space Buddies. Yeah. I, I really don't want to watch Space Buddies, but it's what the, the wheel picked out of the watch list that I had on Disney Plus. And it's dwindling for the uh, third season, the second season. We're not at the third season yet. But uh, uh, I release episodes bi-weekly, and um, you can follow me on Twitter at Monorail Lime. You can follow me on Twitter at Starport97 and at the YouTube channel Starport97, as well as this podcast at Ad Podcast Acronym. If you like this and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe. I'm on all the usual places, Google Play, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and I'm now available on iHeartRadio and Audible. Leave us a review, give us five stars, and share us with your friends. I've got a handful of episodes of my flagship show, Theme Park Backlot, on my YouTube channel. I also visited a whole bunch of parks across the Midwest last summer, and I'm slowly working on getting those vlogs finished. The first three episodes of that series are out on YouTube right now, and the fourth one about Silver Dollar City should be coming out today, with the fifth one being able to be viewed about the day we drove from Branson to St. Louis and went to the Arch and also got to do a cave tour. Will be available as a rough cut either today or tomorrow on my Patreon. And speaking of my Patreon... If you want to support me even more, be sure to check out my new and improved Patreon. That's right, I actually have a Patreon again. Patreon.com slash Starport97. Just a dollar a month gets you early access to new episodes of this podcast one day early, and new videos at least one week early. Sometimes more if I haven't finished the next one quite on time. So, thank you for joining me for this special bonus episode of the podcast without a cool acronym. Be sure to tune in next time when we talk about the Proud Family Louder and Prouder right here on the podcast without a cool acronym.